In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Barbara Lane this week, retirement income planning specialist at Pathfinder Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Rockford area. Barbara, great to talk to you once again this week. How are you? Good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Glad to hear that and looking forward to our conversation today because we're going to answer some questions on the mailbag from listeners and folks around the area. If you've got any questions you ever want featured on the show, we invite you to go to pathfinderwealth.com and you can submit your questions online or call into the team at 815-399-9806 and we'd be happy to feature them here on the show. Got four good ones for you today, Barbara. Uh, Okay. First of which comes to us from Marie and all of these kind of cover some different topics so these should be fun. Marie says, I have three whole life insurance policies that were sold to me back in the 1990s. Is that too many and should I drop one or two of them? Well, it's kind of funny when I think about whole life, I think about a story of mine. And this was back when I was 21 years old. And I had a brother that was 22. He had a friend that had just got involved in the insurance business. So between my brother and his friend, they convinced me that I needed life insurance. Well, I was living at home. And as I said, I was 21 years old. So I don't really think that I needed life insurance then. But you know, I bought a life insurance policy. <laughs> Anyways, just kind of funny. But let's just remember what life insurance is for. It's to replace income. You know, you've got more advanced circles. It's for reducing estate taxes along those lines. But for most people, it's to replace income. So the first question I'd ask Marie is, do you need the income replacement upon the death of the insured? And if so, then how much? So if the policies were for income replacement and you're raising a family and now the kids are grown and gone, then maybe you don't need the policies or maybe you don't need at least all three of them. Now, some will have whole life policies, maybe $10,000 or $25,000 for burial expense. And you may want to keep one of the policies for that reason. But what's important to remember about life insurance is these sound like they're going on maybe almost 30 years old, that these policies are likely considered paid up meaning you're not required to pay an annual premium. But since you're still alive, there's still a cost for insurance. Well, as you start to climb in age to your 70s and 80s, your policy cash value is going to decrease because you're not paying those premiums. So you're going to want to pay attention to that when that happens. And sometimes some of these policies, when I've looked at them, if they're $5,000 policies, for example, they've actually become self-insured, meaning that your money equals a death benefit. So if they're that old, what I would say is maybe it's just time for a review. Yeah, I think that's a really good question, though, Marie. And and you bring up a good point, Barbara, of just remember the purpose, right? Not just about life insurance, what's the purpose of that? But anytime we're talking about your money, about your dollars, what's the purpose of those dollars? What's the goal? What are you trying to have it do for you, right? Exactly. Yeah. Good question, Marie. Thanks for submitting that one to us. Got another one here that we'll roll to from uh, Hank. Hank says, Barbara, if my primary retirement concern is taxes down the road, does that mean all of my retirement savings should be going into Roth? Well, Hank, if you have an employer-sponsored plan, you're able to save up to, you know, say a 401k, maybe a 403b, those types of plans. You're able to save up to $18,500 this year inside of a 401k Roth. 
Now there's an additional 6,000 for age 50 plus. So that's $24,500 going to a tax-free account. If you have other plans, if it's a simple or a SEP, then you know, some of those maximums you know, change a little bit. Now, if you contribute to a Roth IRA, you're subject to coverage by the employer's plans and income limits, whether or not your spouse is covered under a retirement plan. So the most that you can contribute to a Roth IRA is 5,500 plus the over age 50 catch up of $1,000. So a total of $6,500. Now tax considerations is always a good thing, Hank. So it's, it's good thing you're thinking about that now because our average 100 year tax rate is 55%. You know, right now we complain about paying 20 and 30% in taxes, but taxes historically have been much higher. So the moral of the story is contribute as much as you can to an employer's retirement plan and just working up to the max because inside of that plan is where you'll be able to contribute the most. Outside of the plan, you're subject to employer plans, income limits, a maximum of either the 5,500 or the 6,500. And one of the, uh, another little side note about Roth IRAs, when you withdraw from a Roth IRA, and you're in retirement, it is not part of the provisional income calculation, which determines social security taxes. And it won't increase your Medicare Part B premiums because it's tax-free money. So tax-free income is excluded from income. So there's a couple other things to think about too, when it comes to the good story I say of a Roth IRA. How often are you bringing up that subject of, of taxes and the Roth versus traditional debate with clients when they come in to meet with you, Barbara? You know, one of the questions I ask them is, do they need the tax deduction? That was always the thing before. You know, now as of uh, Trump's new tax plan, that may change this year, but do you need the tax deduction? And if so, that's one story. But for most people, when you think about a tax deduction, what are you doing with that money that you had the deduction for? You know, are you saving that in some other way? Because if it just becomes part of your spending money, then why not just do a Roth IRA? or a Roth 401k, save with inside of a Roth. Because even if they do change what happens with a Roth in the future, they can't tax what you've already contributed because you've already paid taxes on that money. But the only thing that they could change in the future is the income from that. That may someday change, but right now it's a good deal. Absolutely. Another good question. Thank you very much for that one, Hank. Two to go as we hop over to Daniel's question. It's a good one as well. What's an appropriate guess, Barbara, for inflation when you're planning for retirement in the next two to three years? Does it matter if inflation is higher in early years of retirement <coughs> compared to later years? Well, if you're retiring in two to three years, I would say to consider at least a 3 to 4% inflation rate. If we look back 20 years, inflation's averaged about 2.5%. However, if we go back 40 years, it's averaged a little over 4%. Now, I don't know if you remember, but back in the late 70s, early 80s, everybody still talks about it today. They were tickled pink because they were getting 16 18% on their CDs. But what they probably don't remember, it was that inflation was 15% back then. So uh, what happens in your first years of retirement, if inflation is higher, that means you're going to be withdrawing more money in order to pay your bills. It's you know similar to down markets in the first few years of retirement. You're required to withdraw more of your retirement dollars in order to pay your bills. So the key to combating inflation is one word, really, equities. So a diversified portfolio, the right kind of diversification. So a diversified portfolio consisting of international and U.S. equities and short-term high-quality fixed income. That's going to combat inflation. 
So will inflation be higher in a 30-year time frame for the expectation of being in retirement? I would say likely so. Well, and that kind of uh, conversation, Barbara, doesn't just get framed when it comes to inflation. Talking about if you have something higher in the first couple of years of retirement compared to the later years of retirement, we talk about that when it comes to a different subject like the stock market sometimes, right? If you have big losses early in your retirement years and how that can have a detrimental effect on you compared to big losses much later down the line, I think sequence of returns, isn't that the technical term for it? Yes, that is a consideration. So you have to have a good balance in retirement, you know pot of money possibly that you can have set aside for your first couple of years to access that in case there are down markets when you first retire. Those are considerations. Your pot of money that you're beginning with too mm-hmm. is, is a big deal. So yeah, there's a lot of considerations, but you have to take into account inflation because we have to outpace inflation in retirement. There's no way we can be ultra conservative when we're in retirement, not if we expect our money to last us 30 years. This is the Retirement Pathfinder podcast. Glad you're with us. One more mailbag question for this week's edition, and it comes to us from Samantha. But a quick reminder, if you want to submit a question, you can do that by going to pathfinderwealth.com. Samantha says, my mother has accumulated about $4 million in savings. She's lived frugally her whole life and saved a lot of her own money, but she also got some nice bumps in savings after the passing of two different husbands over the years. She's still spry enough to get out and enjoy some of that money, but she's also nervous about losing it or wasting it. Would meeting with a financial advisor help her feel a little bit better about enjoying herself, and can we do something to help empower her? Well, it's funny. I have to chuckle because it's funny how the roles reverse, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But, you know, what you said, too, Walter, was she lived frugally her whole life. And then the second thing is, is that she saved a lot of her own money. Mm-hmm. So we don't know Samantha's mother's age, but we can assume she's maybe 70s plus um, just since she's had two passing husbands. But for her mother, it sounds like her lifestyle is to save. She's a saver. She's not a spender. So going to see a financial advisor likely isn't going to change who she is. But however, with that said, maybe what Samantha could do is go with her mother to her mother's financial advisor and have that person explain to her mom that she's going to be okay and and that it's okay to spend this money. I mean, goodness, she could spend $160,000 a year or more, depending on her age. Now, if she's a saver, is she going to do that? Hmm, Probably likely not. But if the financial advisor hasn't explained this to her mom, now might be a good time. You know, some reassurance from the professional whom the mom is working with might make her feel a little bit more at ease, but it's not going to change the saver in her. Savers are savers. Spenders are spenders, I think. I think that's a great point. We all certainly have our own personality traits, and often yeah. we maintain those for our whole lives. <laughs> you don't see that often. You're right. Yeah, change true. on a dime. Well, great questions this week. Thank you so much uh, for submitting all of those. It's a great chance for me to remind you if you have questions, You don't have to have it featured on the show. You can certainly get in touch with Barbara Lane, Phil Gusky, and the team at Pathfinder Wealth Management serving you in the Rockford area. The number to call is 815-399-9806. Ask your questions about your situation, 815-399-9806. Or you can get in touch by going online to pathfinderwealth.com. That's pathfinderwealth.com. Barbara, thanks for the help on this week's podcast, and we'll look forward to the next one with you. For sure. Have a great day. You too as well. That's Barbara Lane. For her, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon on The Retirement Pathfinder.
Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.